Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Great guest today, pastor, small church expert. Welcome to uh, the conversation, Carl Vaders. Any other ideas for small churches, Carl, uh, when it comes to media these days, how to, how to have a good presence? I, I think my biggest um, frustration and therefore my biggest piece of advice for, uh, for anybody on social media, but uh, I think particularly for, for a lot of the pastor friends that I've got is um, our biggest challenge online right now is not a lack of technical excellence. Our biggest challenge on, online right now is not being a jerk. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't, see, I didn't just, see that one. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, let's just be, let's be blunt about it. Why are they being a jerk? I mean, I, I mean, we've all, I mean, we've all seen it. You don't have to be on social media much. You so, certainly don't even have to be in pastoral chat rooms very much or, or, or even to watch some um, pastoral, uh, you know, some online services to look around and go, uh, are a lot of a lot of churches the reason people aren't tuning in or are actually tuning out very purposefully isn't because the camera isn't framed correctly on their face it's because when it is the things that they're saying are mean or hurtful or oh wow or unkind um or, you know, and 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 especially in in the comment sections on social media I, I, I hate to say it, but my fellow pastors aren't any better behaved than the average citizen on social media. Mm. And and pastor, if you've got pastor on your you know in, in your bio in your description on social media, but even if you don't, <laughs> as a servant of Christ and as a leader in the church, calling somebody a jerk or a, a, a libtard or a republicant or you know all of these silly names that we throw around okay you might feel better for having gotten your rant off your chest but you probably hurt the gospel of christ by calling someone a name that you don't even know and this is not helping our witness so yeah, you you did your earlier rant. So I guess I got permission to do this. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. But it's not it's it's not about the tech. Everybody's worried about the technical stuff and the right camera and the right angle. And okay, I'm all for that too. But if you're if you're sending a wrong message through that, uh, th then that's an even bigger problem. And I think and it's amazing. Here's the here's the, the fascinating thing that I see. Many of us, including my fellow ministers, I love you. I'm for you, I'm your cheerleader. But many of us would never say something to a person in front of us physically in the room that we seem to have no problem saying to them online. Is, is it because of the, the anonymous aspect of it, the distance of it, it's the impersonal aspect of it? I think so. I, I think it's like, imagine an aggressive driver and they're driving in their car and somebody cuts them off. And so sitting in your car by yourself, you call them a jerk or road hog or whatever. Fine, you're just venting, they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Right, there's a depersonalization there, which is 
relatively harmless because the other person can't hear you. But we, we, we have the same feeling online because of the device in front of us, we treat it like we're sitting in our own car. But the fact of the matter is, it's the opposite of them not being able to hear you. It's like being in an elevator with a megaphone. Yeah. And, yeah. and, we, and we don't recognize that that's what we're doing there. And so we need to ask ourselves, would I do this if I was in per, with that person in the room? And here's a little, just a little tweak because it's a little pet peeve of mine too. This, this applies to people who are famous. Yeah. Just because a person is, is in the public eye and is a political figure or an entertainment figure does not give us the right to treat them in an ungodly way and to call them names and to be hurtful to them. Okay. Um, a, a couple of years ago, I had a, a little joke that I was going to do in the thing. And it was a little, uh, a Justin Bieber joke. It was about, it would be like listening to a Justin Bieber tune on such and such. And it was actually a really good joke in the context of what I was talking about. And before I, I preached it, I looked over my notes again and I went, would I do that if Justin was sitting in the room? Oh, yeah. And I went, you know what? No, I wouldn't. Here, here's a young guy who seems to be struggling with his faith. And doesn't matter if he's famous or not. I wouldn't do that if that young man was in the room. So I'm not going to do it without him in the room. Yeah. And, and I think we need to catch ourselves on those things. We don't do that as well as we should. This is I, I of the, the one person that I wish that we could bring back from the Mamertine prison or a burial ground in Rome would be the Apostle Paul. Because mm -hmm. uh, in, in the year 2021, as we're uh, doing, recording this, this podcast, this conversation, what would he say over and over again, what he said to the churches that were ministering and living in a heathen society, was they're going to know you by your love. They're going to know you by your kindness, by your graciousness. You know, whatever things are good, whatever things are kind, think on those things. And you're thinking that is the polar opposite. Don't repay evil with evil. And he's, he was and is exactly right. That's where scripture comes in and becomes the, the medicine to our lives. We are just, oh gosh, I'm about to preach. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, not to, it's it's the it's the pent up preacher in me. That's what it is. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, oh, a, who who is that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a, a Billy Crystal doing a, a routine. Anyway, um, it is so easy, like you're talking about, Carl, to just go off on people uh, with your your keyboard or your your text uh, keyboard on a phone when you don't even know that person because you disagree with what they said. Yeah. 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 Or even if you're live streaming your service, there may be certain things that you would say in the context of, a, especially in a small church, not, not that you're not about meanness, but inside jokes, for instance, or whatever, it's just, Hey, and, and that's why so-and-so does it. And everybody laughs because everybody knows so-and-so and they're sitting in the third row. But the people who are online from another state or another country, they don't know what you're talking about and you're going to lose them. So we, we, have to, we have to be aware that other people are watching and we have to ask ourselves who could be watching and listening to this and is this something that's going to pull them in or is this something that's going to distance them? I want to give you an example of that. I want to say it in a careful way. It's a church, uh, church here in my uh, hometown in Northern California and the pastor, uh, the, the church, good-sized church, good church, doesn't matter if it's good size or whatever, 
the pastor a couple of times during the morning service would welcome the live stream people. This is before uh, the virus, but he would look up at the camera and say, oh, all of you people that couldn't make it to church today and you'd rather see the football game than me, well, welcome to our service. And I thought, oh, no, don't say that. Another one was, oh, you were too lazy to come to church today, so you're watching from at home. And everyone in the congregation laughed because it seemed funny to them, and I just cringed. I thought, oh, no, that is not how you talk to – you have no idea who's watching. You could be people across the world that – there's no way physically they could ever come to church this Sunday morning or, or somebody that's in a rest home or whatever it might be. Be just as kind to the people watching on live stream as you are kind and uh, accepting and accommodating and open uh, to the people that are in the service as well. Exactly. And, because and they made, they made just yeah. Sorry, they made just as conscious a choice to watch it as the person made a conscious choice to show up. Right. right? And so you're, you're going to have somebody, like you said, who maybe physically can't make it because of a disability or, or, or a distance that they weren't able to overcome. Or they're checking out this Christian thing and, and virtually every person who walks in your door will have watched you at least a couple times online before they showed up. So they're curious about the gospel. They're wondering what this Jesus thing is all about. And so the people online, we actually need to have, I think a a more highly tuned sensitivity button than we do for the people who are in the room because they are likely either sick or far away or curious about the gospel. And they're the last, the last thing you want to do is tell a joke at their expense. Studies have actually shown during uh, live streaming that live streaming encourages people to come to church as opposed to uh, sending them off never to come back again. People are curious. Uh, The casual and the curious will say, you know what? I like this church. I like the music. I like the community that they're talking about. I like how the pastor speaks. You know, uh, I, honey, why don't we go next Sunday? Uh, however that might be. And live streaming actually, studies have shown, it supports the idea that it encourages the, uh, the casual and the uh, casual and the curious viewer to attend. And you said it very well, Carl, when you, you as a leader, whoever it might be, that's looking in front of a camera, speak to the camera. The camera is the viewer. Speak to them. We're glad that you came today. Today, If you've got a friend that needs this message or encouragement today, give them a call or text them. We would love for them to watch as well. We, you know, welcome to our service. You are, whether you're a visitor or a regular uh, person, a person that attends on a regular basis, we want, we, you know, we encourage you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up today, for being part of this service. And I think we have forgotten that in many ways, and we can all remember that. Exactly. We're finished. And, and it, Go ahead. Real quick, and, and that doesn't mean that you stare at the camera the whole time. Because right. Even the people at home feel uncomfortable with that. Right. <laughs> it, it's the occasional nod to the camera recognition that they're there. And secondly, some small church pastors especially think that, well, if I do that, then 
uh, you know, I'm leaving the people out. The people in the room are going to feel awkward about it. First of all, no, they won't. They understand that the camera's in the room and that you're taking a moment to acknowledge it. But if you do think that they might feel uncomfortable, before you do it next next uh, service or, or in the, your pastor's email or whatever, say, here's what we're doing and here's why. We are here in the congregation, but we're going to have people uh, people, friends and relatives who are sick, uh, neighbors of yours who don't know Jesus, who are curious, um, your, your, your kids and family members who are in a different state or in a different country who are curious about your home church. Don't you want them to be, to be uh, felt, to be brought into the, this community and to feel a part of this community? So let's us as a body take just a couple moments during the service to acknowledge those and to draw them in. And if you let the congregation in the room know what you're doing and why, unless it's a really unhealthy, toxic environment of a church, if it's a, a relatively healthy church or a healthy church at all, they will love to hear that and they would love to participate in that. And they will see themselves as part of the mission of the church by doing that. Amen, amen. You can also speak to your congregation before you go live stream and say, let's pray for those that are gonna be watching. Absolutely. And uh, and, and make that a point of prayer. And as a professional, I would say, explain to your congregation, you wanna move the camera closer than from all the way in the back of the, uh, the auditorium and say, this is why we're doing it because closer shots have more meaning and interest than a camera that's far, far away. We don't wanna be doing security camera production. We want to make yeah. the uh, community as well. We're yeah. finishing up our time with Carl Vaders. You can find Carl, Carl Vaders, K, uh, Carl with a K, Vaders, V-A-T-E-R-S.com. He has five books, Grasshopper Myth, which has also been um, translated into Spanish. If you're listening to this podcast and you have a pastor or are part of a church that's a small church, why not buy Grasshopper Myth as a gift and hand it to your pastor or to a church leader or a ministry leader uh, and say, hey, I heard a great podcast, Carl Vader's. Here's a book I thought and think that you would love to read. Maybe there's some inspiration. So that's me as the podcast host bringing, uh, bringing an idea or two to you as well. Really smart assessments and observations from Carl Vaders. We hope you join us for the next episode and we'll pick up where we left off. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig.